I'm Theo. And I'm Juliet. And this is Apologies Accepted. We offer an entertaining look at some of the big issues in history by examining public apologies of the famous and infamous. We're looking at politicians, serial killers, actors, and you. Send us a public apology you would like to make, and we'll read it on the air and give you a chance to redeem yourself, or just get some guilt off your shoulders. We're here for you. Once a week, maybe more if you're really, really sorry. Accepted the podcast. the podcast, and I'm not Theo, and I am, but I am not Juliet. <laughs> so, um, hi everybody, hi Theo. What's shaking, bacon? Um, hi everybody, hi Juliet. What's shaking? <laughs> um, mm, it's been a lot of nothings, but it, mostly because like there were the holidays, and that was so busy and chaotic, yeah. but in a good way. So, uh, really mellow, very slow week. I think uh, nice. my big brag for the week is, it's not my big brag, it's my admission of defeat, which is Uh-oh. Apple got money out of me yesterday, Saturday. <laughs> um, a couple of weeks ago, I was busy scrubbing a toilet, listening to okay. a podcast. Uh-oh. And Uh-oh. one of my AirPods fell out of my ear it hit to the toilet. And At I stood there. Oh, no, no, no. To AirPods, which in, <laughs> in many respects is worse, right? Because I'm like, I can get another phone. Um, yeah. But AirPods, I can't cheap out on, right? They've, yeah. They've got to be like, oh God, this is this commercial. They've got to be high quality. Um, and that's only <laughs> Apple product. But anyway, yeah. So, uh, so the AirPod fell out of my ear and straight into the toilet and sat there um, laughing at me. And Ugh. I stood there for, I swear to God, I stood there for a full 60 seconds staring at it like, <laughs> I've got to stick my hand in there and fish that thing out. Or I've got to kiss oh it God. goodbye and flush it and throw the other one away too yeah. and go get. And then I was like, you know what? No, just be a grown up. Hey, grab it, pull it out, clean it off, dry it up. I mean, you know. Thank goodness I had just finished cleaning the toilet. Gross. Um, yeah. And so it worked, but it was really staticky. Uh-oh. And so I walked around for two weeks with the toilet AirPod in my ear oh, no. before I was like, okay, I have to get, I have to go buy new ones. So I did buy oh new ones gosh. and that's my what's shaken bacon. Now everybody's going to call me toilet ear. <laughs> I'm surprised you don't wear gloves while you're cleaning the, the bathroom. Oh, that's for babies. <laughs> you're a hardcore cleaner. <laughs> uh, from now on, I will be. Because I've just never, I've for years, I have, like, I do the cleaning in the house. And I listen to music. Yeah. So, no problem. And this no has problem. never, ha- and it just complete, as you can tell, meltdown. And when I say that I stood there for a minute and I looked at it, it took me another minute to work out to accept that I was going to have to do this and that I was choosing to actively put an AirPod in my ear (laughs) that I knew had been at the bottom of a very clean toilet. So, um, yes, of course. Yeah, I suck. But anyway, do you, um, when you listen to podcasts around the house, where do you put your iPhone? Do you carry it in a pocket? I carry it in a pocket, um, largely depending upon what I'm doing. 
So if I'm vacuuming, it comes with me. But if I'm like, hi, listen to me tell you about how I clean my house. <laughs> I'm but fascinated. I'm washing dishes and I know I'm going to be in the kitchen for a while, then I might like set it on a counter. I see. And okay. is there a rhyme or reason to what? No, there is not. It's just more, if I'm going to be stationed in one room for a while, then it comes out of the pocket. But if I'm vacuuming and running around the house, then it's with me. I see. I ask because, you know, women's clothes famously don't have pockets and I don't have anywhere to put my iPhone. It's always a problem when I'm wandering around the house. So it's like, you know, do I carry it around with me or do I, if I leave it in one part of the house, the, you know, the, the reception or whatever, the, the Bluetooth doesn't carry all the way over to the other end of the house and all that sort of thing. So it's just a big pain in the ass, but um, I just should buy clothes with pockets probably. Or million dollar idea. We invent something for oh, yeah, women. There you go. For women. Yeah. To use. I don't know what their, it would be. IPhone. A pocket. <laughs> pocket. Well, it would be something you could sew into some clothing. Yeah. That's right. Um, <laughs> so you'd but, always have it with you. <laughs> oh, remember uh, those old um, armbands in the 70s from or yeah. 80s, even for jogging joggers? For jogging. Yes, I had some of those. What what did people put in those? I forget. Was it like a cassette player? Old iPods or, or Walkman or, yeah. Walkman, that um, was it. I always... Yeah, there were Walkman before the the iPod came out, and then it was the iPod that we put in them. So, yeah. Um, so, all right. Uh, is that all your bacon for today? That's all my bacon. Do you, what's shaking right, bacon cool. on your side of the continent? Well, we've had a bomb cyclone, speaking of our side of the continent. Um and it has been quite windy and rainy. Uh, I have not had any flooding in my house or at, or in you know in the the building, which has been very fortunate. It has been less bomb cyclone-y than I expected. I mean, I didn't know what. I mean, what the fuck is a bomb cyclone anyway? So uh, no one really knew. And they said it was like could be like a category equivalent of a category three hurricane or a category five bomb cyclone, and and none of that really means anything to me, practically speaking. So we didn't really know what to expect. I was telling my husband we should you know charge up our iphones and where's the flashlights and you know let's get our candles in order just in case we ran out of power or the power went out but uh so far we haven't had any power outages or anything like that it's just been very very rainy and and very wet like sort of like a thunderstorm except without sort of like a bomb cyclone yeah, sort of like a bomb cyclone. So that's, however, um, there has been significant flooding in the city and um, and in cities nearby. So especially the cities along the coast have been hit particularly hard. Like a lot of the restaurants and shops along the coast themselves have been flooded and damaged. And um, there's been the highways uh, going in and out of San Francisco were flooded for a while. And, and that was challenging for people. And just all sorts of things like that have been going on, but today it's it's uh, relatively sunny and uh, just a little bit a little bit cloudy, and I'm going over to the East Bay with my husband to meet our contractor. We're uh, replacing the countertops and the backsplash in our kitchen, and we're going to meet them at the Granite Expo, which is I guess a warehouse where you see a bunch of quartz and granite and pick the quartz and granite or granite that you want for your house. So, I mean, I, am I looking forward to it? No. Uh, you know, do I look forward to anything ever? I'm not sure. But uh, I think it'll be good to get that out of the way. So. Uh, oh, I'm so jealous. This is my uh, idea of a fun day. Oh, we have to really? go look at 12,000 different slabs of quartz? Oh, God. Please. That sounds Yay. horrible. <laughs> I just want somebody to, I just want it to be like at a, at a fancy um, 
uh, shop for women or something where I sit down somewhere, they give me a cup <laughs> of coffee, and they bring me the granite to look at. <laughs> and they've already pre-selected it, so they know like which top 10 pieces I would want. And then they bring those top 10 pieces to me, and I just say that one. And then I go home. And everyone says, excellent choice. That's what we would have chosen Absolutely. for you. Absolutely. And then it's, it's free on top of that. Oh. oh, well, now you're just really fantasizing. <laughs> Everything sounded pretty doable up until that. Um, but uh, also, speaking of getting things out of the way and done, I had um, a termite inspector come out and inspect the buildings that I'm HOA president for. Uh, and also, um, yeah, I know. I know. It's so cool that I'm HOA president. And uh, the dude came out. They had to, since the house is 1908. They had to come out and do asbestos and lead inspections in the kitchen before they replaced the backsplash because I think the backsplash that we have is original to the house. So um, we may have asbestos and lead, and we were supposed to get the results on Friday. They came out on Friday, but I did not get the results yet. So I'm thinking maybe they sent the results to the contractor since the contractor is the one that, that arranged for them to come out, um, and maybe I'll find out today how many more thousands of dollars I'll have to put aside for asbestos remediation, which is probably very expensive if it's required. And I just feel like we have asbestos and it's just going to be something we have to deal with. But hopefully not. I don't know. We'll see. I don't know when they started using asbestos. Um, I don't know. But I did used to work for an asbestos abatement company. Oh, did you? I did. Um, and it's expensive it's yeah. a process. You'll have to leave your house. Uh, I mean, uh, of course, this is going back like several years. So maybe the technology yeah. has changed, right? But maybe. Um, yeah. I mean, on one hand, it could sound pretty good. Like you've got to go to a hotel until they're done. And yeah. and then everything just I depends. I mean, that's not this. horrible. But yeah. it's just the whole idea of spending all this money for something that, I, I don't know, maybe we won't redo the backsplash if we have to spend $50,000 for asbestos. Oh yeah, no, it, it won't. It won't be that, but um, okay. it'll be a couple of thousand. Yeah, well, I can handle a couple of thousand. I don't know. We'll see. Cross your fingers for me, everybody. Um, I don't. Yeah, thank you. Um, but that's that's my bacon. Uh, it's not. You know, it seems like it's been a pretty busy week for me. I don't usually do anything. So uh, I'm up and up and around. Up and around, and um, we're gonna have to follow up on the asbestos. Story. Oh, you'll hear about it yeah. for sure. You'll hear about and you'll hear about the granite and the termites and every other thing. So, yeah, I promise. The, <laughs> <laughs> I'll take pictures of the granite for you. Don't worry. <laughs> oh, I expect that, but uh, the rest of it too, please. Yes, every every bit. Um, for lead, I think you can go to Home Depot and get like a little lead detection kit and just do a couple of scrapings and it won't be definitive, but it'll give you a good idea of like, they did we that have already. Them? So they did it on the backsplash and the drywall and the floor even. So if we replace the floor later, which we will eventually, that'll be done. So yeah, all that's been taken care of. Thank okay. God. Thank you for the suggestion. The tip. The tip. Yes. Well, I've so got another tip we... for you. Stay out of the water. What's that? <laughs> yes, there's my segue. I've really jammed that right into the show. Good one. Thank um, you. Yeah, so we have, uh, we're talking today about Steven Spielberg. He's our apologist. Is that the right word? Apologizer. Sure. 
of the uh, of the week. Um, and of course, if you are in the U.S., you know Steven Spielberg, and I guess around the world, he's probably fairly well known too. So he's he's known for Hollywood blockbusters like E.T., Schindler's List, Jurassic Park, and of course Jaws. And Jaws was made in 1975 when Spielberg was 27. Can you believe it? He was 27 years old when he made this movie. No. Um, <clears throat> that seems so young now. Who hands a 27-year-old millions of dollars to make a show, right? But Yeah. Yeah. What, were his parents famous? I don't know. He, he must have had something going on that, that helped him out with his career because he was doing some pretty interesting stuff at a very young age. Um, the movie Jaws, which he directed in 75, was based on the best-selling 1974 novel by Peter Benchley. And um, both the novel and the film... Um, which the film was for a while the highest grossing movie in Hollywood history, uh, led the public to believe that sharks were bloodthirsty animals who could hold grudges. Uh, <laughs> is, is Right, we yeah. laugh now. Um, is that true? Well, the Florida Museum of Natural History recorded only 73 unprovoked bites worldwide in 2021, with nine fatalities stemming from those unprovoked bites. And according to the International Shark Attack file, which is hilarious, um, only four people died in shark attacks in the United States between 2003 and 2008, compared to 108 cattle-induced fatalities. So multiple times people died from cows, men died from shark attacks. Good for the cows. Good for the cows. Yeah, you can give it to them. Despite these facts, the aftermath of the film may have played a part in an increase in shark hunting. Researcher George Burgess told the Florida Museum in 2016, when the movie came out, there was a collective testosterone rush that went up and down the east coast of the United States. He said, explaining that fishermen thought catching a trophy shark was a way to showcase their bravery, while tournaments began popping up for catching sharks. There was a 65% decrease in the tiger shark population, a 79% decrease in the great white shark population, and an 89% decrease in the hammerhead shark population after the film Jaws was released. However, the fact that sharks are often caught up in commercial fishing nets and are themselves targeted for products like shark fin soup may actually have a greater impact. Luis Sai Hoyos, who is director of Six, a film about the black market for endangered species, including sharks, says the real culprits in extinguishing the oceans of sharks is not jaws, but the trade of their fins for shark fin soup, a tasteless, nutritionless delicacy that leads to the deaths of some 250,000 sharks a day. That's a lot of sharks a day. That seems almost impossible, but I guess it's possible. I know shark fin soup is super popular in China. Have you ever had shark fin soup? I have never had shark fin soup. I believe I have, and I believe it is tasteless and nutritionless, just as he said. I'm sure so that it is. I, I can't. It's just a status thing. And even th- lots of dumb things are status things, right? But it's yeah. like I don't understand. It must just be a status thing because it's pretty hard to catch a shark, or something like that. Yeah, yeah. sharks are. Remember, sharks are maybe perceived as dangerous, and you're eating this dangerous thing, or, or you're getting all that power. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Um, so multiple areas of the world have since made it illegal to hunt great white sharks, including California, South Africa, New Zealand, and Australia. And when Steven Spielberg was asked by the Sunday Times of London about his relationship with sharks, he said, That's one of the things I still fear, not to get eaten by a shark, but that sharks are somehow mad at me for the feeding frenzy of crazy sports fishermen that happened after 1975. Of course, uh, despite how Steven Spielberg portrayed the Great White in Jaws and its three sequels. Did you know Jaws had three sequels? I no. Think. That's a lot of sequels for one movie that 
was not that big a deal. I mean, it was a big deal. It was very popular, but it's not like Star Wars or anything like that, in, it, in my opinion. I agree. Like, it was a big deal when it, it was a, it was just a big movie when it came out, but it wasn't like yeah, it was. culture shifting like Star Wars was. Right. That's that's how I feel about it. It was kind of a kind of a light movie, not particularly intelligent or anything like that. But anyway, that doesn't mean there aren't going to be people wanting to see three sequels. Um, so sharks don't don't specifically target humans. They usually attack when they mistake humans for one of their regular food sources, like seals, or when they're threatened by the humans' actions. Uh, and Peter Benchley had also previously shared his own regrets over writing his novel, which sold an estimated twenty million copies. Wow. What I now know, yeah, yeah. Um, he said, what I now know, which wasn't known when I wrote Jaws, is that there's no such thing as a rogue shark which develops a taste for human flesh. <laughs> he told the animal attack files in 2000. No one appreciates how vulnerable they are to destruction. Benchley even became a shark conservationist due to his regrets portraying the animals as killing machines. Knowing what I know now, I could never write Jaws today. Sharks don't target human beings, and they certainly don't hold grudges, he said. So tell us a bit about sharks, Theo. I'm going to tell you a bit about sharks because awesome. when I found out we were going to be doing uh, Spielberg, it wasn't so much, oh, Spielberg and the man and the history and all that, that that was interesting to me. It was, oh, sharks? Wow, I'm actually a little afraid of sharks because I'm a rational person and mm-hmm. I like being alive. So, <laughs> so you've bought into the hype. Um, memory time. I recall in the third grade, we lived in Florida, and we went to the beach a lot. And I remember uh, my mother telling a friend of hers, we were all headed to the beach, um, and she said, yeah, I read Jaws, and I was so afraid taking the kids to the beach after I finished the book. Every time they went out on the raft, in my mind, I just saw the raft coming back empty. And oh, I was terrifying. like, what? <laughs> what? We could be eaten by a shark? That's terrifying. That's terrifying. Yes, it is. It's also it's terrible and terrifying. Terrible. Right? And then also, hi, mom. I know it's the 70s and all that, but like your kids are in the backseat of the car. Right. 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 <laughs> oh, That's I have this fear of them while I'm sitting safely in the sand getting a suntan. <laughs> the empty raft come back and having so to go that, home alone did that impact how you um rafted in the, in the future after hearing that what an interesting question i don't know i will say this um although i can swim and gracefully like a dolphin um, excellent i don't like going into water past my hips Really? Yep. So, so like, maybe you still in a have swimming that. pool. Okay, fine. I can talk myself <laughs> into that. Like, all right. No sharks That's in good. here. That's rational. The bottom's not going to open up. All the sharks in the world are not going to swim up. It'll be fine in a pool. But um, anywhere else, uh, no thank you. So I do not swim out in the ocean. Um, has that saved me? Definitely. Oh, absolutely. You're here to tell the tale. <laughs> exactly. Look at all the shark attacks. I shark attacks. Shark attacks I've missed. I'm more afraid of jellyfish than I am of sharks. Jellyfish really creep me out. I am not afraid of jellyfish. I am Have you ever been stung by one? No, but uh, yeah. well, I've been in the water knowing that there were them? jellyfish around. Um, 
we went to Australia and to the beach during. Oh my God, you went in the water in Australia. Dinner season. Oh, I know, because right. I, well, <laughs> you went to Australia. That's like throw your life away. <laughs> the birds will kill Yikes. you, let alone the, what's in the water. Whatever is there will kill you. Um, but all right, cool. Sharks. What what have we learned? Um, not a lot that wasn't already okay. known. All right. But some cool stuff. Um, okay, so I listened to a podcast, as I am wont to do, and yes. the uh, podcast made an interesting point, which was people used to be afraid of whales. Oh. People did not like whales. Whales were um, angry, vindictive, destructive, all the ifs, wow. right? And there was a there was a shift in the early 1970s where whales suddenly went from these large mammoth massive Destroyers. destructive things right yeah to they have eyelashes they have babies they produce milk for their babies they sing wow. to each other with the music of the oceans right <laughs> and so um once that shift in perception took place whale populations started to increase we're witnessing now sort of the same trend with sharks. Mm. We are now having a conversation about how sharks aren't as evil as they're portrayed. Sharks mm. aren't as bad as people with sharks do good, right? Um, mm. So beginning of a cultural shift. Maybe maybe we're midway through the cultural shift. Um, so your odds of getting hit by lightning are 1 in 3,000. Okay. And of being injured by a toilet, one in 10,000. <laughs> I know. <laughs> uh, Your odds of death by a shark attack are one in 3.7 million. Wow. So. That's pretty high. Lots of toilet jokes could be made. And I did not bring up my AirPod toilet incident because I knew the stat was in there. I completely forgot about it until just now. <laughs> um, but I love how this all ties together. Um Okay, so human beings are more closely related to salmon than a salmon is to a shark. Wow. How? Why? Let's find out. So sharks predate all land animals. They've survived dinosaurs, two mass extinction events that wiped out 90% of life on Earth. Uh, but the numbers of sharks have decreased by roughly 89% in the last 15 years. And the reason why is, as you mentioned, seemingly shark fin soup. It's not mm. climate change. It's not... It, it is man. This, this is uh, human beings who are mm -hmm. going in and depleting shark populations, but um, not by way of chemical pollutants in the water or impacts on the environment. It's us directly overfishing them. Uh, let's see here. Okay, so sharks first appear about 400 million years ago. Um, uh, the surface of the earth was basically plants that clung to the outer edges of water. Um, it mm. was mostly large, barren, um, and life was in the oceans. There's very little fossil evidence of early sharks as sharks don't have bones, but they have teeth and jaws and jaws no puns intended on Steven Spielberg's movie, um, were the big evolutionary change 
Um, prior to that, the things in the ocean didn't really have, they had openings on their body to collect plankton and algae, but not a hinge jaw as, as I'm pointing to my jaw, like anybody doesn't know what a jaw <laughs> is or can see me doing this. Um, okay. And so with the, with the invention of the jaw, we'll use that language, um, the creature split off into two branches. One was bony fish and the other was sharks. Mm. We come from the bony fish branch. Sharks come from the shark branch. The split between the two groups was so early in the time scale that sharks are now only distantly related to everything else on Earth. Um, yeah, I know, kind of cool. So when times are easy and they're Earth, when the environment is temperate and when food is plentiful, you end up with a large diversity in um, um, in fauna. You end up with just like lots of different types of animals, right? And you end up with something that um, is known as specialist. So if we imagine a hummingbird, right? Well, they can only, some hummingbirds only feed off of one particular type of flower. There are, oh, I don't know, is there a monkey that only eats one particular type of of uh, fruit we'll say there is there's there's that monkey that only eats that one type of fruit they're specialists (laughs) right Um, yes my niece in scotland is a specialist she only eats chicken nuggets and when those (laughs) are wiped out she's gone oh man i know so when again when times are good on the earth specialists flourish flourish hello tongue and there's a rich diversity in life forms but about 250 million years ago, the time stopped being good. Uh, this mm. is the Permian Age. And at the end of the Permian Age, there's this huge extinction event. Um, it was more severe than the extinction event uh, that occurred in the Crustaceous, which wiped out the dinosaurs. The Permian extension event was so long ago that nearly all traces of it had been wiped out from the fossil record. But what we're pretty sure we know is that 251 million years ago, there was either a massive volcanic event or a series of volcanic events that was global, Uh right? Some scientists will say, oh, this was started by an asteroid hitting the Earth. And okay, maybe. What we know is that uh, there there was either a singular massive volcanic um, event or several uh, that produced a ton of lava and a lot of gas, and the gases would have created poisonous environments and uh, would have created climate change on a global uh, scale. Sort of like what will happen when Yellowstone erupts. Yeah, sure. Um, yeah. And so what they what they think happened was uh, massive volcanic um, ash in the air, and that dimmed the sun for a bit which killed off a lot of plankton and algae in the sea and started a chain reaction in the food chain, um, which led to the death of most creatures in the sea. But the sharks survived that. Um, Let's see. So sharks survived the Permian extinction event, um, but they sort of remained stuck in time. The other creatures around them evolve at faster rates. Sharks just remain 
sort of the same, this basic body shape um, and holding on to that one intervention being the jaw and teeth. So um, let's see. So then the dinosaurs start to appear and a bit like what happened with the mammals, our modern day sharks are actually descendants of these little tiny sharks that hung out at the bottom of the ocean on the floor. They were basically bottom feeders for tens of millions of years. There were lots of other types of sharks running around, but they were all eaten by dinosaurs and they did not survive the crustaceous um, extinction event where we're pretty sure I, this seems to flip-flop. Sometimes it's like it definitely was an asteroid, and other times it's like, we think it is. So um, we're just going to go with the asteroid theory. Um, and then today, sharks face uh, um, are facing a, a mass extinction event far worse than anything that occurred in the Permian or the Crustaceous, and today's mass extinction involves soup. Um, now That's terrible. I watched a documentary that was made in the UK and made in about 2014. And they blamed China almost exclusively for the disappearance of all sharks in the world. Right. And they used the term Chinaman. Um, So, yeah, I was like, Oh God, this was so good when we were talking about time scales and evolution. Um, Okay. What happened? Um, So, The theory goes, at least according to this documentary that I watched, um, that with the Chinese economic miracle, more people had more access to money and luxury items, and shark fin soup is a gourmet item. Um, In London, there's a restaurant that sells a bowl of shark fin soup for 108 pounds a bowl. That's roughly 120, 130 US dollars a bowl. Um, That's a lot. Yeah, and the problem with uh, shark fin soup is the entire shark isn't used. It's just the fin, and it's not even the fins. It's sort of the center point of the fin where there's fibrous material that helps the fin maintain its shape. Um, The rest of the shark is discarded, and so unfortunately they don't even kill the shark. They get the shark out of the water, cut off the fin they need, and then jump the shark back into the water where then the shark dies um, eventually later. Let's see. So uh, it's estimated that 100 million sharks a year are killed each year for shark fin soup and that shark populations are down anywhere from 60 to 89%, depending upon the species. Um, And then they sort of just really softly mentioned at the end of all of that information that European fishermen are the largest suppliers of shark fins to China. Particularly huh. the Spaniards, they were very quick to point out. So well, that's interesting. Spanish fishermen are the Europeans are the number one fishers of sharks, and then within that group, they want to really blame everybody in Spain. So um, thank you, documentary, for educating me. Uh, and now you are all welcomed. I save you an hour of your life because you didn't have to watch that uh, documentary. Wow. Yeah. That's that's really sad. I don't know what can be done about that. I, I don't know how to make... Oh, yes? I do. It's what we're doing. We're saving sharks right now on this podcast because we are letting people know that, one, they're in danger, and two, they're not these violent, vindictive, vicious creatures. Um, right. The podcast that I listened to made a point that 
human beings don't have a lot of experience with predators anymore, right? And mm-hmm. that you'll hear these stories of people going into, I don't know, Yellowstone National Park, right? And they mm-hmm. see a bear rummaging in mm-hmm. a garbage can for food. Right. And then they give their kid a cracker and roll down the car go window. And they're the like, bear. go feed the bear while mom gets a selfie with you and the bear. Right. And then the bear eats the kid. And yeah. it's because humans have lost the the knowledge of what do you do when something can eat you other than like be afraid of it. Um, mm-hmm. And so with sharks, that's that's also the thing, right? The numbers have decreased. And so we just don't have a lot of experience within the last 10, 15 years of coexisting with sharks in the, in the ocean, right? Um, and that it will just take an educational push by the shark uh, biologist, Bobby. right? <laughs> to teach us all about the wonderful, wonderful world of sharks. Uh, and, you know, the unfortunate thing is that sharks don't... Whales won us over because they're similar enough to us. They have their babies. They raise their babies. They're mammals, right? La, la, la. Sharks don't do all that. They give right. No, I got you. birth and they swim off. Sh- shark reproduction. Like my cousin Sylvia. <laughs> <laughs> She gotcha. likes sharks. Yes. So, uh, All right. so well, that's yeah, that. I'm glad that we're participating in saving the sharks. Me uh, too. Made me feel good about myself. So let's talk about the apology, uh, Steven Spielberg's apology for uh, insulting the sharks uh, and, and possibly contributing to the decimation of the shark population. So he actually said, I truly and to this day regret the decimation of the shark population because of the book and the film. I really, truly regret that. So the first question that came to my mind when I was thinking about this apology was, is it possible to apologize to sharks? And my decision or my conclusion that I came to was, yes, it's, a, it's possible to apologize to sharks, but it is not possible for the sharks to accept the apology <laughs> or decline the apology. They could eat the apology. So they can eat the Thank apology. Thank you. Humor. They, yes. <laughs> but they can't say whether or not they, they accept it. So, so um, with that in mind, um, they... The, since the apology can be made, it should be made. Um, it should be a true apology. And was this a true apology? Well, there was an expression of regret. Um, there was no explanation of what went wrong. I mean, it's kind of implied that he just didn't didn't understand sharks, and that's what went wrong. Um, so uh, you know, maybe, maybe not. There was an acknowledgement of responsibility. Spielberg did say that you know he felt r- responsible for some of the decimation of the shark population. He did repent. Um, there was no offer of repair explicitly, although I understand that he, like Peter Benchley, has become active in or became active in, in shark conservation activities. So that's uh, I think that counts. I'd give it to him. And then there was no request for forgiveness, but I don't think you can really ask sharks for forgiveness. So that's part of the sharks not being able to accept is you can't really um, request forgiveness. So, so I would rate this apology probably a 7 out of 10. I gave it an 8. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> Once and, again, you're one point above. Yes, one point one above. Point nicer than me. <laughs> right. <laughs> and what's interesting to me is I didn't take the apology as directed towards sharks. I took it as he's apologizing to humans for what he did to the sharks. Oh. Right. Um, but either way, it's still an eight. Okay. 
because that's I, fair. always one point nicer than you. And I will adjust <laughs> even my truest feelings just to make that a thing. And so it happens. But uh, yeah, you know, I mean, good for him. He didn't have to. He's got a ton of money. Um, he made yeah, a ton of money yeah. off of sharks and he could do his conservation work uh, with sharks quietly. But he, you know, uh, yeah. gave voice to his regret and could have, I suppose, on some level, could have opened himself up to some ridicule, perhaps, maybe. Yeah. Um, yeah. But no, good move. Good for him. Way to go, All Stephen. Right, so that's a 7.5 out of 10 average um, for the apology, so which is not too bad, considering. Um, so do you have a who's sorry now or an apology expected today? I have a who's sorry now. Oh, no, I have an apology expected. Because oh, let's hear it. Because he hasn't apologized yet. And so... Let me take you to a restaurant in Dallas, Texas. Ooh. Yes. Where Adam Benjamin Garber, who owns Rounders Pizza, is charged with aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Uh, The restaurant owner caught a woman taking her garbage bagged out of her car and putting it into his dumpster. And he stopped her and said, hey, I have to pay for that dumpster and you're putting your garbage in there for free and I don't like that. And she said, oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. Here, I'll take my garbage out. And she put it back into her car. And at that point, Garber took some more garbage that belonged to the restaurant out of the dumpster and put it into her car. And then apparently, this gets into a he said, she said, then apparently... Threw her up against the car and basically uh, hit her, right? And no. when the police met with her the next day, they uh, the report says her eyes were so swollen and bruised, they were nearly swollen shut. Um, mm. And that because Garber pinned the woman against the car and maybe... I, I There aren't a lot of details in this, but they're just saying that mm-hmm. the car is a deadly weapon and that he attacked her with a deadly weapon. So I'm imagining that oh, wow. she, that uh, he slammed her head against the car a couple of times, maybe. Um, but why is this he said, she said? Because Garber says um, he referred to the victim as having something wrong with her. There's something that's a little bit off. So he's kind of coloring the story so that there's some doubt now. Maybe she punched herself in the face later because oh, no. didn't hit her that hard. Right. So who oh, knows? Man. But he will be apologizing even if he wants to stick to his story where she beat herself up later in order to get money off of him. Um, because it's not going to play well in the press to have a woman saying you beat her up for throwing her garbage in your dumpster. And that's something that most people have done at some point. Have you ever thrown your garbage in someone else's dumpster? Oh, yeah. When I was younger, sure. Yes, me too. I don't know why, but I did. (laughs) I did it when we moved last year. (laughs) It's because the garbage piles up and then you can't. Yes. uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. I drove to an apartment complex um, and 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 I I did that. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) It was all legal garbage. I wasn't. Oh, yeah, Smart, sure. and there's a reason why because that's what people do. I, I, I mean, I I did it, you know. So, am I proud <laughs> of it? Funny. Only because I got away with it. Yes. 
<laughs> shame on you. Okay. Shame, well, I shame, know. Shame. I'm sorry. There you go. There's my who's sorry okay. now. And All apology right. expected. That makes okay. up for the one that I skipped. Okay. What about you? Who's sorry now? Apology expected. I have an apology expected, and it's really more of an apology demanded because I don't really expect an apology, but I demand one. And it's Louis C.K., who, if you remember, was um, caught or accused or something of masturbating in front of women who didn't want to see that. Um, and he recently, so he's he's touring again, um, and he had an album in, a couple years ago, a year or two ago, um, called Sincerely, which won a Grammy, um, all this after the whole masturbation thing. Anyway, um, so in regards to the accusations against him, he said, people are like, why do you want to do it anyway? I like jerking off. I don't like being alone. That's all I can tell you. I get lonely. Where is everyone? It's just sad. I like company. I like to share. I'm good at it too. If you're good at juggling, you wouldn't do it alone in the dark. You would gather folks and amaze them. So he's obviously uh. not sorry. And he's going to make everyone know that he's not sorry. And he's not even apparently trying to deny that he did this now. So I don't know what's going on. I don't know why that can't be used as evidence against him in court. And, you know, he can be um, taken to trial for doing what he's been accused of doing. But anyway, he seems like a real asshole. And I demand an apology from him personally. Right. And you'll never get it because he has, he has taken a stand. He's I'm trying to... An asshole create a dick joke here and i don't know that i'm gonna be able to do it with enough finesse right but but we'll we'll try and jam it in there hi thank you so much i did that yeah thank you so talking much. standing your ground right i mean yeah absolutely because he's missing the point entirely the point is not that you masturbated in front of somebody the point is the power imbalance that was created yeah. when you did that and you forced some people La la la, um, you know. Right. They watched because they thought about their next paycheck, and right, exactly. You know, terrible, yeah. terrible, terrible, terrible. So we hate Louis C.K. on this podcast. This podcast is an anti-Louis C.K. podcast. We will never promote him, which we're not never. doing now. We'll never even mention him <laughs> ever again. Starting Sorry. after we finish that, I absolutely agree with you. Yeah, this, he'll never apologize for that. Yeah, too bad. Um, so that's all I've got for today. I think that's all you've got for today. It for sure is all I have for Thank today. Thank you, everybody. Um, we uh, will be back next week with another exciting podcast. And we thank you. We love you. Um, stay cool, cucumbers. And goodbye. And goodbye. Bye. to Apologies Accepted, the podcast. You can find links to the articles and the sources in the show notes. To submit an apology or find out more, visit us at ApologiesAccepted.net, where you can also find our merchandise. We're on Twitter at Apologies Accepted. And on Instagram at Apologies.Accepted. You can support our important work at Patreon forward slash Apologies Accepted. And fuck Facebook. <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Bye. <laughs>